Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five, five sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair and welcome Matthews. to the show at Trombley Virtual. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thank you for, you know, tuning out of whatever you were previously listening to and tuning on in to, uh, to this. The words that come out of our mouth. Yes. Mouth, yeah. mouth, mouth, mouth noise. Mouth to ear. <laughs> Which is the weirdest of all the sex moves? Well, you see, mouth, mouth, is it? <laughs> I, th- I think, I, th- I think, Alistair, yeah. you know, you've been living a very sheltered existence. Well, yeah, I mean, imagine having actually lived a sheltered existence where you lived in some shelter. I mean, that is many of us have. Yeah, and lived a sheltered. And existence. to think that that is somehow lesser than the alternative, which is unsheltered, um, where you're exposed to the elements. <laughs> Oh, the people who are exposed to the elements, they... Know they what's could, going on. They could tell you what's a weird sex thing. Because that's what started this thing, right? Yeah, the no, 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 no abso- absolutely, absolutely. Mouth to ear. Um, I mean, ironically, I think dogs that have been in a shelter have probably had quite a traumatic time in the shelter. That's true. You know? Yeah, they... What with the threat of impending death... Threat of impending death, which in many ways that we, you know, is a metaphor for what we all live. But then, but it's the being cooped up with a bunch of other, you know, kooks. Which Pe- again re- is a metaphor for how we all live. Oh yeah. my God, oh. we're all in a pet. <laughs> oh no, we're all, all trapped in a metaphor. <laughs> what about, it's a sketch about people who are trapped in a metaphor. I think that's really funny, right? Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know what, this is where my mind first goes, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a circus, right? Or some sort of a fair. And children go missing, right? Or get lost by their parents and they come back to a big tent, right? Yep. And while they're waiting for their parents to come along, they get put into a metaphor. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's probably not ideal. What, what's, what's a... Wait, why, why did you feel like a, like a circus is the ideal place to get put in a metaphor? I, 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 I guess I've gone back to like the pound analogy. Okay. And you know what's the human equivalent of a pound? Well, it's that tent at a circus where uh, lost children have to wait for their parents to come and pick them up. Yeah. Now, as far as I'm aware, most of them are no-kill tents, so if you leave your kid there for too long, they don't gas them. Okay, great. Thank but, you. Um, yeah. I mean, if there if you do hear about a kill tent at a at a circus near you, Please boycott them or don't boycott them. It's very hard to work out what the correct approach is for these kill shelters for dogs. Do you go and adopt the dogs or do you not adopt the dogs as a protest? Because if you don't adopt the dogs as a protest, then the dogs get put down. Yeah. But if you do adopt the dogs, then you're feeding into the system that kills well, yeah. the dogs. And if they and if, and if you adopt the dogs or if they kill the dogs, either way, they're, the turnover of dogs is bigger at this place where they kill the dogs yes. than it is. So, so then, 
what if you've got to adopt at an you've got to adopt <laughs> at a rate higher than they kill dogs faster than they could possibly kill the dogs because you know they're trying yeah but you got to you got to adopt them from non-kill shelters yes right and so at a faster rate than they can kill dogs at other shelters so that these become the more efficient style of right right so that's where the dogs end up yeah <laughs> You, you got to steal the dog market from the from the kill shelters. Yes, I had an idea in there, and it slipped away uh, from me like a like a piece of soap, like a dog in a bath. In a kill shelter. Oh no! <laughs> um, look, I think that there's two. That, that's two ideas. There. We're we're running on two parallel tracks okay. here. Um, so f- first of all, we got wait. Okay, I'm going to write kill shelter. Yes. What okay. about what about a shelter where if <laughs> wait. Their policy is, no, we're not a kill shelter. We're a double kill shelter. Uh-huh. So if you don't adopt the dog, we'll kill two dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> and But then, when, once they're dead, we'll kill them again. Yeah. It's a double, double, double kill double shelter. Dill kill, double kill. Double dill kill. What we do is we give them a last minute reprieve, and then we kill them. <laughs> so, so it's not only cruel physically, it's also cruel psychologically. Because <laughs> the real... Um, the real cruelty is the uh, is the absence of hope. But at the same, time... but you've got to give hope to take it away. But at the same time, once that there is no hope, um, the fact that you kill them is kind of a reprieve from that oh, from that true. psychological thing. So you're kind of doing yeah. a good deed. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. We show them how cruel the world is, and then we offer them a, an escape. So how can we turn this? And I think we got to go back to ki- the kids in the metaphor sure, after this. Yep. But it could be about the economics, like, you know, economics of, of, of a no-kill shelter trying to uh, out-compete a kill shelter, right? Yep. So trying to do this, okay, we we got to be pushing them out faster than the other guys are killing them. Like, yep. we got to be getting them adopted faster than the other guys are killing them in order to... Um, in order to take away the dog, you know, the the, the stray dog market, yep. right? But then the other people are also trying to change if you take, how if they you, frame if, their kill thing. If you, if, sorry, I'm just thinking from the point of view of a, like if this was a, a membrane inside a cell, right? You'd want a concentration gradient. So if you can transport the dogs out of the shelter quickly enough, you can create a low concentration of a low enough concentration of dogs that dogs from the surrounding neighborhood flow in via osmosis. So, oh, so kind of like a like a low pressure system yes. for dogs sucking in dogs. Yeah, I know. I like that, and or, and you could maybe aid that by just having the small amount of dogs that you do have be on heat, and that attracts dogs. That's, to that's you. true. Yes. Oh. And then, but then you never adopt those out. See, that's the key. Yeah. But then, in a way, that's a form of cruelty to uh, to the dogs on heat because they're always randy and they're never getting any. They're never getting any. They're just being used as bait. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, 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 that's fine. And then I think the kill shelter is is attempting uh, is attempting to reframe how they they sell themselves to so that they can both uh, you know also adopt more dogs out and also kill more dogs. So they kind of go. Um, I imagine they probably get a payment from the government or something like that every time they put a dog down. I don't know. Do you think that's like you know, that? Anyway, let's we'll have to do some research. It's very on. macabre. Yeah, but but then they kind of go, all right. Well, we could either yeah, we could either make ourselves seem less cruel by saying that we do these things, or we mm. could also we could also maybe we could attempt trying to seem more cruel. Yeah, I I I think that's um really good. I I personally I think 
for, from a comedy point of view, mm. if we just focus on the kill shelter. Okay. Right? And it's just in their board meeting where they're like, okay, so we kill dogs. Yeah. We're getting we're getting killed by these no kills yeah, shelters <laughs> who are making it seem like they're they're the Mister Goody Two Shoes. It's it's I tell you what it's a, it's a dog eat dog in the dog killing business out there. It's a dog shelter dog Ki- eat, eat dog, dog shelter, shelter kill, kill dog dogs dog killing world out there out there and in here and in here <laughs> <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I think, okay, I think that's, that's something. Yeah. That's something. Uh, and apologies to any dog fans. Oh yeah, we don't, look, we don't, we, you want, you should know that we love dogs in here. I, too much. Too much, if anything. To death. And, and it's because the tragedy is so high in thinking about all these dogs dying that the only way to deal with it is to laugh. Yes. And also to make fun of it and try to produce more humor out of it. <laughs> What, what what's a, what's the context for for that that idea? Because it it is it it's a thing I've heard right that mm. it's so sad that the only thing you can do is laugh. Yeah. Right. What's a what's a, what's a place we can put that? Where we it's could... so sad that the only thing you can do is cry. <laughs> I mean, what other choice do you have? Because this is how it goes. It goes. It goes. Something sad, you cry, but then something gets. Really sad, really sad, and then you laugh. Yeah, but then even, if it gets sadder, even sadder, you cry again. <laughs> sadder still. Sadder still. Still crying. Still probably. crying. Then, it but then, sounds like it's pretty bad, to be honest. Yeah, but then I after can't that, imagine laughing under those circumstances. But then after that, you laugh again, and then it kind of follows this weird Fibonacci sequence mm. of three cries, a laugh, <laughs> six laughs, one cry. <laughs> I was thinking the other way around, but that's 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 probably good. I was thinking like it's like like the only only the cries are following the Fibonacci sequence, followed like separated by one laugh pointing in between uh, them. Yeah, okay, anyway, sure. No, no, no. Why that, that was important is thanks for clarifying. I just needed to you to have the same mental image as I did. Yeah. So the Fibonacci Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. Right? One, one, two, three, five, eight. 13, the rest. The rest. <laughs> the rest. 21. 21. It's... 34. I'm, I'm amazed that anyone found a good use for the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> even, like, that. yeah, just that somebody, first of all, bothered to even do it. Like well, exactly. They're... When Fibonacci first came up with that sequence and he was shopping it around, being like, hey, you know, when he went into the shark Everybody... tank or the dragon's oh, den, he was like, I came up with. look, at, I've got this new sequence. <laughs> Oh, and everybody, all the other mathematicians are like, oh, oh, this oh Fibonacci, fucking, God, that's embarrassing. This is this is shit. All you're doing is addition. All you're doing is addition and series sort of, of numbers and just keeping a sort of history of what you've added together. Oh, you're not you're not going to find anyone who's going to buy this, mate. I mean, you're an embarrassment to the mathematics community. <laughs> if anything, you're outside of the mathematics community. I heard that he was actually, you know, they're they're like really a ma- mathematician he's only been doing it for one year right and you know i heard that he was actually a really ambitious guy but he was in like he was involved in you know microbiology or something like that and they all hated him in that in that field as well <laughs> and now he's come over here and he's he's, he's been a bit too big for his boots <laughs> Alistair, are you doing what i think you're doing no. Okay. No. Wow. I thought you were drawing an analogy between Fibonacci and somebody 
that no, we know. I, I don't know what okay, you're talking about. Great. Because yeah. if that's what you're doing, that's such an obscure burn. Anyway, yeah. great. <laughs> well, if, even if I was doing that, it wouldn't be the best idea to draw attention to it. I don't think. Oh, no. <laughs> well, if anyone can see who that person may or may not have been in that, then uh, credit to them. Yeah. They, they deserve it. Yeah, great. <sighs> um, do you think there's a something in the Fibonacci? Uh, th- th- I, look... Okay, I I wonder, because I, 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 I would like to see Fibonacci trying to pitch his sequence to like a panel of, he's trying to get funding for it or something. You know, yeah. he's he's added all the way up to 278, right? And he just needs a bit more money to keep him going. He the, just needs some funding from the, from the just, national body. I or... need the first round. No, he's looking venture capital, right? He wants the first oh. round for Series A funding to get him through to, you know, because at the moment he's been doing all this addition out of his own pocket yeah, calculator, on, right? Yeah, he's and, been doing it on spec. <laughs> on spec, right? But And he hasn't exactly worked out the business model for how he's going to monetize the sequence. <laughs> but I think you'll all agree it's a good. very good sequence. I think it should be like a Screen Australia type situation. Yeah, right. It could be, like, I mean, look, it could it could be other... He's either... Like, he's, he's shopping it around. He's going to angel investors, but he's also going to... Like, I don't know if Australia has a, a federal body for funding mathematics like whether or not like i mean yeah it, it probably outside if, of universities yeah, right? if, yeah if, i mean if there is there probably is it probably just goes through the universities but maybe there is one outside of universities for uh, independent scholars maybe we could make this more simple right maybe we could come back to um is there is is is, is, is like even more, you know, pro- before before Fibonacci, right? Yeah. Maybe it's just someone who's come up with addition or multiplication, all right, and they're trying to trying to pitch it around and see if they can get people on board. You know, like uh, look, I think I think that that's good, but I do like the character of Fibonacci and th- that people kind of dislike him. Totally, yeah. Totally. I think yeah. I think I think it's sh- like I think that this is fine. I think that this is. Um, did you watch the Bob and Dave? The Bob and Dave uh, new sketch series that they made on like the Netflix. new Mr. Show, yeah, thing. the new Mr. Show. I did. I can't remember. There's there's it. a few things like like that are like nice long form sketches. That, right. You know, like one is about Einstein, and it ends up just being the story. It's it's kind of done in like a not like a like a you know like historical a, documentary, historical even. like movie, like like let's say a Beautiful Mind right. or or uh, the one with um, uh, you know Mr. Black Hole. In the wheelchair, Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking um, that theory one. of everything, or yeah, theory of everything. It's kind of done in that style, but instead of being about his equation e equals mc squared, it's about that photo where Einstein has his Pokes tongue. Out his tongue. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, right? I do remember that. Yeah, so so it's kind of like that, but it's just it's like one of those kind of historical, filmy ones, uh, but about yeah, about the guy and how he how he made Fibonacci sequence yep. famous, and you know the the obstacles that he had to overcome, Great. and and you know how much he was actually uh, quite a dislikable figure uh, in the scene. Um, I think that's absolutely a sketch. I wonder if Fibonacci has the uh, sort of the cultural penetration or the C pen, as I like to call yeah. it, to uh, to sort of cut through or see through. Uh, the you know to to the to the core demographic or C dem, yeah um, of course yeah um, of, of you know people who could watch this. I mean, as far as uh, 
sequences, Fibonacci. Uh, I think this is we're we're talking we're talking top five. Yeah, you reckon famous. that's what I'm, top I mean, five sequences? I mean, I mean, even top three. I mean, name two other sequences that you're like. Well, the, obviously the, the Pizza Hut phone number. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> one right. three double one double six. I mean, and there's also one two three four five six seven, sort so of just the, the, the plus one kind of sequence. So that's. <laughs> What would you call that? Uh, you know, either plus one or <laughs> sort of the major scale of sequences. Yeah, right. Like of, you know, um, it is a classic. Yeah, um, counting. I mean, there's also you know even the plus two. I think that is kind of one that a lot of people like to bring sure, out. Surely, even numbers. Yeah, yeah, just two, yeah. four, six, maybe odd numbers. So I guess you know, <laughs> Pizza Hut, uh, <laughs> major scale of, of numbers, the yeah. plus ones. Uh, Odd numbers, even numbers. And then, then Fibonacci. Fibonacci. So top five. So, I mean, you could come up with the guy who came up with the even number sequence, but it's just, it, it doesn't have sort of as many uh, applications in nature as we find out with Fibonacci. <laughs> no. What, what, is, what does counting have, you know, one, two, three, four, where does that occur in nature? <laughs> where does that occur in nature? Eh? <laughs> like, you know, horses once or twice. I suppose. Cl- 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 clopping. Um, I guess mother ducks who figure out how many, you know, if, if they've got all their, their ducklings, ducklings there. But yeah. how how high does that even appear in nature? Probably it goes up to like six or something. Yeah, six with their counting. Um, but Fibonacci sequence, I mean, that's the shape of a paper nautilus. That's the shape, you know. It's the. That's it's, the rings on a pine cone. It's the it's the pattern in which These the, the big thing. The, 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 the leaves on a pine tree will will uh, you yes. know the branches on a pine tree will kind of go out. So Fibonacci becomes huge. Yeah. as you know, quite quickly due to the the, the actual pattern of the uh, thing. Um, I think Fibonacci is fine. Okay, great. Okay, let's um, put Fibonacci in now. I'm going to go back to this thing of I want a guy to be pitching addition to a panel of judges, right? Adding things together. Okay. Okay? He's 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 come up with it. Now, I'm not sure whether or not this is a, a caveman panel of judges, right? Yep. Um, whether it's, you know, a literal lion's den. He's pitching it to this, you know, lion's den. They're sitting there and there's actual, you know, maybe no lion, but certainly the den is very much a cave, you know, and he's a cave... Man, he's a caveman. Okay, so or woman. So, so you think addition was was pitched in the caveman days? It 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 could but, be. But right? they had developed. They, so they didn't have addition, but they developed the, the ability to catch and contain lions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's the it's a oh, den. Oh, it's an it's, actual it's, den. It's okay. a den. So yeah, yeah. It's a tome, and I would argue, Alastair, that it's very possible that the ability to catch and contain lions did come before addition. Oh, I guess true. Like, yeah. I'm not sure that the basic operators of mathematics are required. Yeah, but obviously, but, but they could, like, at the time, they could, they could only have at most one lion. Right, exactly. I was going to say, once you start to try, sorry, lions, yeah. plural. Yeah. You, so what it goes is the ability to capture a lion, mm. then you need to invent addition, and yeah. then you need to invent, then before you can invent the ability to catch more than one lion. That's right, yeah. Unless you, you Or just... certainly to be able to keep track of them. Because yeah, once yeah, you've exactly. got lions, you're keeping track of multiple lions. Well, well that could be something that <laughs> he says. quite crucial. Yeah, he could say that. He could just go, uh, at the moment, uh, we have one lion and we have more than one lion. <laughs> right? That's all we know. So, for example, um, I could say to you, uh, Jeremy, mm. are the lions... All in the cage, you know, which is an important question to ask. Yes, and you would reply back to me saying there are more than one lion in the cage. Yeah, right. But you can see now there's an ambiguity yeah. because 
it's possible that within that there could be one lion or maybe even more than one lion that is not in the cage. And I we see. need to clarify mm. yeah. the, the exact numbers of lions that could be in either location. So, so in a way, he's coming up with the numbers that are more than one. Yes. <laughs> and so, so he's going, Actually, that's, 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 that's better to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's counting. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so he's kind of going, and, like, look. And, and the guys on the judging panel are like, I just can't see how I would use mm. this. Like, how is this relevant to me? Well, okay, well, look, look. So let's say, I'm thinking, let's think of each lion as one lion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, you're kind of skeptical. They're like, uh, okay. <laughs> And they're looking at each other. You get those shots where they're like, who is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, all right. um, okay. And then uh, let's say, uh, and then he's kind of starting to just do it, like just trying to demonstrate it yeah. with just single dashes on <laughs> yeah. the thing. Yeah. So let's say there's, you know, we, we, we catch one lion and then we catch another one lion and we put them in there. He goes, oh, so you've got more than one more lion. More than one lion. Yeah, we've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next. Everybody oh, knows wait. about more than <laughs> more one than lion. One. Okay. So, but then what if we were to create a symbol uh, that that actually specified. Well, well, then the, the the key thing here is like, now you you want you get another line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. More than one line. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So then you get a th- <laughs> no no no. Okay. Here. But then you get another one line. Okay. And then <laughs> we <fuck>. get it. <laughs> All right. So now you're trying to put them. You're trying to put them away. Uh, you gotta. You know. You want to try to find out whether they're all put away. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com whether they're no longer in the yard so that you yes. can go out and sort of, you know, cultivate the turmen- turnips for, for their family or whatever. But, you know, obviously that's where the... the mm, also, more than also, one turnip. Yeah, more than one turnip. Uh, you know, but also, you know, that's obviously that's the, the, that's the same yard because you've only mm. got one yard yep. uh, where you feed the lions, you know. So you want to ma- make sure that they're all back in the den. Sure. Uh, how do you know that you've got them all there? More than one lion, the ambiguity thing that you said before. Yep. Uh, and then... And so on, you got yourself a sketch. Okay, look. I think that I think that's great. Pitching counting, right? Um, I I I think maybe the the capturing the lions and the putting them in uh, in a in a cage is a little obscure. <laughs> I don't think that was a thing that really happened all that lot all that much. Yeah. But I think we could do exactly the same thing, and it would hopefully be just as funny um, with them just talking about like going out hunting and and seeing a number of lions. Sure. Right. And you know. Yeah. Some lions could be behind you. Some lions could be be in, be in front of you, and knowing sure. the different numbers of lions. Can the can the turnips still be? The in? turnips are still in. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so you're out hunting for lions and or turnips. <laughs> your, right. your your diet is made up of lions, lion meat, <laughs> and turnips. I think in that scenario, I'm probably going to lean towards the turnip side of yeah, the diet. Of yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's I guess it's got less risks, but sometimes when you're just cultivating turnips. You encounter a lion, and sure. so you know the lion meat is actually a byproduct of just mm-hmm. self-defense. Yep. And then what are you going to not eat it? You don't have that many turnips. Turnips are pretty bland. You, you know they're they're only really good when you roast them. Imagine you... if lion was really bland. Oh. It's hard to imagine it being bland. Like mm. I think it would, 
It would have a flavor. It definitely would have a flavor. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever eaten predator. Well, outside of the aquatic predators, so you've definitely eaten oh, yeah. flake and yeah. You know, but I've never eaten something that would eat a, a mammal, like a shark. Oh, like a shark. Yeah. Okay. So I've eaten loads of predators. <laughs> I eat nothing but predators. In a and, way, everything. And of course, is... man, the greatest predator the... of all, <laughs> which I have. Yeah. Eaten. Have you? Oh yeah, I've eaten a human. 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 Oh, wait, uh, man, skeptical here. board. I'm just. Oh, skeptical. I don't know why. Skeptical I, board. I under I underlined board for some reason. Um, now unfortunately, be, because we're, um, I I want to go back to the, the 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 people who are trapped in a metaphor. Okay. That's the one we haven't completed yet. Sure. Um, so the, the the problem with I think earlier what you had said and which got us onto the road of uh, another thing was that you said that we were putting them in a circus tent which was a no kill circus <laughs> tent which I feel makes it actually quite difficult to make it a metaphor yeah sure because people don't get killed in metaphors um no go uh, on what I, well, maybe oh no no that's cool but, but I think I was suggesting that if you know if you don't if there's no risk of death that's weird to have a metaphor for life unless there's, there just oh, needs to be something for sure. them for, you know for, some end for them or no I forgot it was a metaphor for life it could yeah well I don't know what other metaphors are I mean I guess many many things are a metaphor for life but it's rare that you have like oh this circus is a metaphor for eating a sandwich yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. I feel like this just sums up every conversation we've ever had. Like, it's... (laughs) I don't know what it is. This feels like... This conversation feels like a metaphor for all the other conversations we've had. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to basics here. We've got people... They're in a metaphor. They're trapped in a metaphor. They're trapped in a metaphor. Yeah. Um, Now... (gasps) Is that what Kafka books are? Oh, it could be. His whole thing is just like a, a person finds themselves trapped in a metaphor. Well, I, that I, I suspect that's the metamorphosis, right? Which yeah, well, is really they should have called it metamorphosis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's pitch it to him, Kafka. Kafka, how are so you? So it's a metaphor, you say? Okay. I mean, this man—he's a cockroach. He's not really a cockroach, or is he? Okay. Yeah. People treat him like he's a bug. Maybe that's something to do with his life outside of being a cockroach. But he, okay, I'm sensing it's a metaphor. Be straight with me, Kafka. Is it a metaphor? <laughs> All right. Well, it, then why haven't you called it metamorphosis? Is metaphor. Um, because people love a pun. People love people a pun. love a metaphor. All right. And, they also love a pun. And also, people hate when uh, a book doesn't deliver what's on what it says on the on the cover on the tin on the tin and what does it say on the tin it says metamorph metamorphosis yes right but it's a metaphor isn't it Mm. (laughs) what about metamorphosis metamorphosis um (laughs) oh god so so that one yes was definitely metaphorical and then there's the trial Kafka's The Trial, mm. which is about, is it J or K or, you know, this guy mm. who uh, is just trapped in a bureaucracy. Yeah, but he's like, he's on trial for yeah. something and he doesn't know what he did. Yeah. Now, if that is a metaphor, I suspect it's just a metaphor for a different bureaucracy. Okay. Um, or, or you know, for, for the political bureaucracy. I guess in that case, it's still a bureaucracy, it's still a metaphor. Yeah, well, I, I could say that even if it was for that, it could be still be a, like, you know... 
I guess anything you could take as a metaphor for life, you know, it's like, even oh... The, even this he, sandwich? Here I... <laughs> well, not necessarily... Not everything could... Oh, a sandwich could be a metaphor for Very life. Very much could be a metaphor you know, for life. Like, you know, you're, you're sad that you started it because now it means it's going to end it, you know. Like, the fact that you started it means that you've, 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 you've started your short path to the end. But, but uh, oh, see, now you've chosen the, the, the sandwich to be a transverse. You're, you're, you're measuring chronologically as you go across the sandwich, right? Yeah. But I'd like to measure chron- chronologically as you go down the sandwich. So go I would down. say childhood is the first slice of bread or, like, that period before consciousness, right, mm. when you're just, a, you know, a, an, an infinite infant sure. right so there's no flavor in life everything's just sustenance and just getting by right mm. and you're just living right and yeah. then the bottom slice of bread is is your old age your dementia your second childhood yeah right right and that and that is you know a similar kind of phase and then in between mm. is the uh the meat of the sandwich or whatever yeah, and that right. is life and that's right? life or you know that's the uh our our uh, salad days. The salad, the sauce, the uh, you know the uh, yeah, the the, the substantial stuff. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. you see, the your flavor. Your your you're sort of thinking of the metaphor, sort of going down yes, through the yeah. layers like that. I like to think of the the, the sandwich more through uh, the the journey that the ingredients went through. Wow. Uh, so let's say the the pig, you know, that 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 w- was first, you know, was born and then uh, became, you know, came to maturity and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. Uh, you know went to the abattoir uh, and you know became ham, got mm-hmm. smoked, yeah, uh, things like that. that so the tomato that, that, that at one point that was just nutrients. never got to have uh, an old age. So yeah. in that way, in my metaphor, that pig's life is an open sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the, 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 there's no second slice. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I finally just got that, and I Thank apologize. You. I apologize. Apology accepted. Um, the uh, you know slice of tomato. Uh, you know the, the journey that the tomato went through. The 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 journey that that supermarket supermarket sort of uh, you know uh, pickle mm. pickled sort mm. of uh, you know relish that that you know you also put on there things like that. Alistair, then, your sandwich isn't a metaphor. It's a bloody microcosm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then. <laughs> And then in the end, the journey of all that was just to be a finished prod, prod, product that just gets sold or used up or, you know, or whatever. And then, and then it's done. That's a metaphor for life. Eat, that, eat, eat and then shut out. You know, yeah. Or, or even like... The, I, the, never, the, I never thought of myself as using up a sandwich. Well, you're just... You're, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use up a sandwich. You're, you're just something to be that, that, that just goes back into circulation mm-hmm. that gets used again, you know. Sandwiches and, don't go back into circulation. They do. They do. <laughs> You, you eat them, you shit them out, they go back into the system, they become other sandwiches, you know, the, the cycle the cycle of, of, of sandwich continues. No, oh, look. It's a sandwich, okay, it's a sketch about a sandwich that's trapped in a metaphor. Right. Look, I, even, though I don't think, even though I don't think we necessarily have all the details of the people that are trapped in a metaphor, I still think that there's a sketch there, and so I've written it down. Great, great. I love it. I, I Now, the sandwich thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have two philosophers arguing about the way in which life is like a sandwich? Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. Do you th- so Basically, what I'm saying there is that Alistair and I are philosophers. Cause Here we go. We just we just did exactly that. Yeah, well, and because uh, because I I very much like the, uh, the you know t- the applying of multiple readings of how a sandwich can be uh, a metaphor, a metaphor metaphor for life. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and we could call it metamorphosis. Really, life is just a uh, sandwich flying through infinite darkness, and then briefly flies in through the open window of a room filled with light, <laughs> and then back out the window on the other side. <laughs> <It's just laughs> 
continues into it's the It's a throne sandwich. It's a, it's a, life is just a sandwich discarded by an angry man, an angry tradie, through a building. Through, 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 the, through the window the, of a construction site, it passes a, briefly through. But why is, the, why is the construction worker in darkness? No wonder he's angry. It's at night time. Oh, he's, it's one of those jobs where they have to work 24-7 so they don't cause too much disruption to traffic. Oh, I see. This is how you make sense of sketches. Why? Right. Why? Okay. What's what's a what's a what's another profession where they could be forced to work twenty four seven to avoid causing disruption, right? Because when whenever they're doing tram works or something yeah. on Swanston Street, they've always got their work lights out. Okay, they got their generators up. They're all all hours, right? Because they don't want to they want to minimize the amount of time that it takes. Yeah. Right. So that they don't disrupt traffic. What is Alastair? Mm-hmm. Something else. That they could do that with. That <laughs> they could do that with. I, Look. Um, it's, I, I've, I've made it very difficult for you. No, here. no, it's cool. Look, I was, first thing that came to my mind was school Sandwiches. buses. Sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwiches is very much a go-to. Yeah. Uh, s- sandwich shops, you know, if they were open 24-7 like that, uh, and people kind of, let's say, came and get their, got their sandwiches uh, for their day's work, you know, mm-hmm. at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and 4 a.m. Yep. and things like that, it would stop lineups at the, you know, and, and in, the, in the morning rush of 9, right. nine right. o'clock when everybody's kind of going in there for sandwiches. Well, that's, okay. So, so for, for me, though, like, okay, so let's say that instead of traffic, we're talking about a queue at a sandwich shop, and I'm sorry it's a sandwich shop. It can be some other kind of shop if that makes you feel better, right? But then there are, like a, like a rap shop. Okay, okay great. Yeah. God, we're, God, we're good and yeah. like interesting, right? Yeah, that's great. We, we don't repeat ourselves or, great. you know, whatever. Waste time. Uh, pause unnecessarily. Pause. Uh, so, so, okay. And so that queue, yeah. right? There are people who require a lot of time to make a sandwich, mm-hmm. right? Is there some way that we can get them to go in overnight and order their sandwiches by work lights, right, at night, so that it doesn't cause disruption to the normal flow oh, rap, of wrap ordering. Wrap ordering, yeah. During um, the day. So somebody who needs, like, uh, what, how do we... They're indecisive, they're, right? Okay, they're, right? They're an indecisive person. Yeah. Who, who, who Hold up the line for holds the people up, who... Holds up the line. Okay. Right? And, look, anyway, it doesn't matter. No, We've already got five sketches, fuck it. Well, that's true. We do have five sketches. Look, I'm, I'm I think wa- that I'm there's, I think there's something there. But yeah, okay, I understand. Look, well, I'll take us through the sketch sketches for today. <laughs> I want to. Leave. And I don't want to leave. I'm no. sorry, I said that. I was trying to be cool. No, no, it is cool. No, I, I was, but I was trying to seem nonchalant and like I don't care about the podcast, but I really do. Andy, I also care about the podcast, Great. and you failed at making it seem like you don't Damn care it. about the podcast, especially with this bit and, I said. And you also made failed to make it seem like you're cool. Which is great, but you're cool in your Fuck own it, way. I don't care about that. In, in the way that caring is cool. Yeah, um, it's cool to care. Number one is people trapped in a metaphor. Um, possibly kids at a circus. Um, you know, possibly uh, people who are very aware of the fact that they're trapped in a metaphor. Yes. And it, it, it probably will be called metamorphosis. And it, and maybe what we could do is it's a whole a TV series where it's all uh, sort of like Black Mirror, where the the you know, each episode oh. is completely different, but you take famous sh- movie, like famous stories where they've had a metaphor. Yes, but it's everybody's inside. It goes, 
tell you what, this feels like we're in a fucking metaphor <laughs> like that. And everybody's very aware that they're in a metaphor and how that affects the... I, th- uh, I think I think a TV show called Trapped in a Metaphor, right? Mm. And it's a really blatant and ham-fisted parody of like a Black Mirror, Twilight Zone kind yeah. of a show where everything is obviously a metaphor. And everybody's hands are actually made of ham. Made of ham. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> that's a metaphor. And when they punch things, they get oily. Yeah. Like if they're always punching paper. Like a metaphor. Like a metaphor. <laughs> punching paper. You know how people are always punching, punching paper? Punching paper. There's, I, 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 anyway. I those bloody paper punches down at City Hall, eh? <laughs> City Hall is the best thing to, oh. to go. <laughs> anyway. Um, two, it's a kill shelter. It says kill shelter economics, but they're trying to market it better. Yep. Um, you know, do we make it seem more cruel? Do we make it seem less cruel? <laughs> yeah. How are we going to shift more units in terms of both getting dogs adopted and getting dogs killed? And also shifting the dogs to the afterlife. To the afterlife. Also, getting getting more of the dogs, more of the market of the dogs off the street before the no-kill shelters. <laughs> right. How can we how can we hurt the no-kill shelters yeah. to make them seem like jerks? We're being we're being outcompeted by mm. these people just because they don't kill dogs. How about this? These no-kill shelters, because you because people don't adopt dogs at a high enough rate, they've become sort of like factory farms for dogs where they're just overrun with dogs. The dogs don't have any good, uh, you know, meter, square, you know, per square meter of dog. It's yep. it's actually like a, you know, it's like a bloody cage. Cage battery dogs. Cage battery dogs. They, they, by, you know, they've become all, all dogs, even fight dogs that wouldn't fight are becoming fighting dogs now. It's horrible. Yeah. So this is how you sell kill shelters to people. Um, three is Fibonacci p- p- pitching his sequence, uh, but he's. But it's also you find out more about him. He's a young. He does not have that, the C pen that other maths guys don't necessarily love. And then, you, but you find out that how did this kind of quite shitty sequence end up becoming quite important and and yeah, having uh, is, any is, kind of world relevance? Is this is the shitty sequence like? Is it like how? It it you know VHS one over beta or something did you know did yeah like what did he have a sequence and somebody else had a sequence that didn't make it as famous where yeah like somebody else had a better sequence somebody right? else had a sequence where they multiply the yeah the for the the last two it's numbers actually really them. useful and then Fibonacci gets this I don't know has anyone trademarked that sequence where you multiply the last <laughs> two do you think we we can still get in call it the Andy and Al yeah. I mean, thank you for including me because you just came up with that all by yourself. No, I know, but you know, I, I can't. I, I never claimed that any of these ideas were just mine. <laughs> so I feel like while we're doing this, we share the burden of. Uh, I claim a lot of these ideas were just yours, Alistair. Do you? Fuck. I disown but you, them. But you, it's not the fucking good ones. Not this Fibonacci one, mate. Uh, number four is uh, you know, it's again, it's a little bit like the last one, but it's a pitching counting to skeptical to a skeptical board. Yep. Uh, Possibly of cave peoples. Of cave peoples. It's, it's probably in the cave people's time, but you know, we're also picturing a lot of lions. Yep. And we're picturing turnips. Um, and so it's how you go from having, uh, you go, there's one thing and then there's more than one. And then how do you convince people to sort of start believing in two and three and that there's any relevance to that. And then the final one is, uh, two philosophers discussing how a sandwich is a metaphor for life. It's very... And, you know, all the different ways... I feel like, you know, in in, in many ways, Alistair, quite an esoteric episode of the podcast... We're good. We're good with esoteria. Esoteria. Esoterrain. Esoterrain. Yeah, and this is what what the podcast is. Is it's us trudging through the esoterrain. Esoterracotta. 
We're, we're that's what we are. We're two Isoterracotta warriors. <laughs> Uh, marching through the landscape, finding uh, ideas in which to potentially, if ever they if get made, time. Uh, you know, bring light and joy into some people's lives. Oh, I hated listening to that sentence. <laughs> <Thanks for laughs> me. I, it wasn't something I really believed in. So, um, I I want you to know that I don't think I never make comedy to bring light into people's lives. I do it because I like doing it. Yeah, you great. Yeah. <laughs> So, so in that way, it brings light into your life, and uh, not very much though. No. It's a very dim light. <laughs> it only allows me to see the shadows. Yes, yeah. right. So it just ah. Thank you for listening to the show. If you liked the podcast, please rate us on iTunes uh, highly. Highly, if highly. You want. If, in case you don't understand how the rating system works, <laughs> a high rating corresponds to liking and, something, and, and vice we, versa. And then when we re- request that what we're wanting is really good <laughs> reviews, rather than going, "Oh, thanks for reminding me to tell you to <laughs> f off in this way." Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That probably comes across as very cynical. That like you know we're only promoting. Positive. You know, views that we want to hear, right? Yeah, and in that in that sense, we're in an echo chamber. It's like modern politics, but you know, uh, hey, look, if you have a constructive mm-hmm. criticism of the podcast, would love it. Obviously, we're we're we're, we're open to that kind yeah. of thing as well. But it's hard to convey that in a a one to five I, star. I think no. I think if they want to give us con- constructive criticism, they can either tweet us or they could leave it as a review. And, and and I think that it's it would be like I think it could just still increase the level of reviews that we have. You know, the if, ab- if if I wonder if it's possible to get the show trending just with the enormous volume of negative reviews that we receive. Like I don't know if that really plays into the iTunes algorithms. They, like, I don't know if hey, they there's know. There's some real buzz around this podcast. Yeah, I, but I think if you give it a if you give it a high rating, but then also just give it a very constructive criticism, so that I don't, I don't think they measure the, how much criticism is in there. Great, they don't do some kind of. Analysis of the uh, the verbiage of, of the words, the yeah. adjectives. Yeah, they go. Oh, these people seem angry through like the amount of exclamation points they're using. They've all rated it very highly, but then they're very angry in the comments. So perhaps they don't understand how the rating system works. Therefore, that a high rating yeah. corresponds to liking something yeah. anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so do that and, and uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm stupid old Andy, and I'm at Alistair T B A L A S D A I R T B, and uh, you know, go, go on. See you later. Go on. Go on. Go on See with you your later. lives. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you. Love you heaps. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.